You have insurance on your car? Yeah. You got insurance on your house? Yeah. You have health insurance? Yeah. You got life insurance? As a father and husband and, yeah, business owner, it would be really dumb for me not to. What about safety insurance? I do. <laughs> me too. Do you have safety insurance? I'm pretty sure I have insurance on my coffee maker. <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. We say safety insurance. Uh, we actually say this all the time at our seminars, you know. Uh, basically, self-defense training is essentially insurance on your safety. You know, life insurance is great, but life insurance only works if you die. Yes, the fatal flaw, quite literally. We need to make sure that we insure not only like our lives and our, you know, a lot of people, I don't. And I, I know, I guess other than maybe a warranty, I don't have like insurance on my phone. I don't have excessive insurance. I really don't have insurance on my coffee maker. That was just a joke. But I could have when I bought it. You know, you can get the extended warranty, which is essentially insurance. And, you know, people have it on their TVs and their refrigerators and their everything. And their pets. And their pet insurance. Yes, pet insurance. As safety insurance, most people spend more time in a week on social media than they do in their entire lives learning how to defend themselves. And we've said that on another podcast. But it still you hurts, spend, though. Yes. And you think about how much money you spend... Um, and how many hours of your life working that all that money that you are earning goes straight to your life insurance or your health insurance, uh, anything along those lines that only kicks in if something happens or if something has already gone wrong, if you've already been hurt, if you've already been killed. That's the things that that money is going to. And while both of those are extremely important, safety insurance is a different kind of cash-in. You cash in so that something doesn't happen or something doesn't escalate to a point of needing one of your other kinds of insurance. I think this is, this is where I think most people have to make a shift in their thinking. Where you stop thinking about self-defense as a what-if, and start thinking about self-defense as an insurance policy. In, in, in all seriousness, I am tired of hearing about people that are ill-prepared into a situation. And I'm not mean tired like, oh, it's getting on my nerves. Like, it hurts me to hear about people who are getting into situations and they are ill-prepared to deal with the situation and either they get hurt or they go way far beyond what is needed in the situation because, you know, it goes back to that they have one tool. If the only tool you have is a hammer, then every problem is a nail, you know. And, you know, you can't always go lethal force for against every crime. Mm-hmm. And because you don't always have that legal ability to do so. And I know we have arguments on that constantly, but it's... We're not saying not every situation is a serious situation. Yeah. But what we are saying is that we want people to be able to defend themselves safely without worrying about spending life in prison. 
you know? Yeah. Because people don't get that. They're just like, well, if this happens, then this person deserves it. That's an argument. You know, we can argue that point. I, yes, but... I'm we, not going to argue against that. Yeah, but the problem is our court system doesn't see it that way. And for the amount of time that they don't, if we don't want to spend life in prison or if we don't want to be the one getting in trouble or prosecuted, then we're going to have to learn what our laws allow and what we can do and what kind of force we can use. Yeah. Let's go through some steps. I know uh, you did a blog on this and it was kind of a fun blog and it was just, you know, it was just kind of throwing something out there and it was just kind of fun to present the idea. But in all seriousness, we, we've already said, we feel like that we need to have a mental shift when it comes to thinking about self-defense as more as safety insurance and less as either something you do for fun, which it can be fun. I mean, oh, I yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoy it too. <laughs> um, or something that you do because, you know, you're scared something is going to happen. Or um, something already happened and you're scared of something happening again. That's exactly. the one that kills me is when people come in. They're like, I want to learn this because this yeah. happened to me. And no, I'm just going, I am so sorry you didn't get here sooner. I know. But I'm it's so great sorry. that they are, are at this point in time, uh, are taking their personal safety seriously. Because... There are some people that something will happen to and they think just because they couldn't def- they couldn't stop it then means that they could never stop it. Yeah. Start thinking, let's start thinking for the moment about like how can we give ourselves this insurance policy here? Because uh, I think that's the big thing. You know, the, the, the blog and the beginning part of this, we're talking about why it's important a little bit. But like, I think we need to get into the how and like, what should we be looking for? In this, and we'll we'll talk, we'll discuss a little bit. I think some things are, there's a lot of things that are beneficial, but that doesn't mean that everything is needed. And I think it's going to depend on what each individual's like goals are. And they're, you know, are they they doing it for some enjoyment? Are they doing it to get some enjoyment out of it and get some safety insurance? Or are they just doing it because that's what they they know they need that safety insurance, and that's what they're going to focus on, and that's what they're going to do. Because um, I think that that makes a huge difference in what you choose to do. Because in all honesty, Tai Chi can be beneficial, but if you're just going looking for some safety insurance, that's not where you should go. So, And if I get some hate mail because I said Tai Chi is not the best thing for self-defense, okay. <laughs> We can discuss it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to have somebody on that thinks it's a great idea. And I'm not trying to be a butt. I'm just saying I, I would love to have somebody You can even be a guest in a video if you would like. Yeah. I think thinking of self-defense as safety insurance has really shaped how you run, especially our adult classes. Mm-hmm. At the, uh, just the impact martial arts side of it. Yeah. Because our technical form is Kyokushin. But you do a whole lot more than just Kyokushin. Because of your different backgrounds and different things and your willingness to test a lot of things. And we talk about that in pressure testing. Yeah. But because if you're willing to test a lot of things, there are some things that you don't use from Kyokushin. And there are some things that you have added in from other styles because it's practical and it's useful. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think the fact that you just don't stick to your technical style has really helped, first of all, not only grow the school, but also give people more of an idea of what real self-defense is and what real safety insurance is. Yeah, I think I feel like um, the whole 
thing like okay let's in our Kyokushin program um we do we do at our martial arts school we teach the kids uh sport karate and then some kids and then our adults we do Kyokushin and our we do our version of Kyokushin um and I've been doing my version of Kyokushin for quite some time but that has evolved because it it needs to anything that you're teaching as a as a as a martial arts instructor, as a self-defense instructor, as anything, if it does not grow and evolve, then it probably sucks, just to be honest. Um, <clears throat> there is no perfect anything. So, you know, what we're doing when, when we find something that works better or find that something is really not working, if we find something that's really not working, we toss it out. If we find something that's working better, we do that. Yeah, especially when it comes to self-defense, uh, even sparring and stuff like that. Okay, if that's not, you know, it's very individualized. So if it's not working for somebody, then do something different. But anyway, uh, I think the people that go through that program really realize that, oh, when we're doing self-defense, it's like you would see at a real, you know, craft school, at a real anything else that's like focused on really, really self-defense because that's that's where our focus is. We want to we put that in, in real self-defense cover as many grounds as possible whereas life insurance you usually have to choose what you would if you would cash in if you like got sick and died or you could choose to cash in if an accident happened and you died I know that when my dad was looking for um, for life insurance he had to choose one of those to ca cash in if it happened but safety insurance, we try to cover a multiple of scenarios, which we can't teach you defense of like, not getting sick, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Just try not to breathe in anybody's breath, you know. <laughs> but wash your hands, all that good stuff. But we focus on things like lots of different scenarios, whether you're at a bank, whether you're in a store, whether it's an active shooter, if it's a mugging. You know, any kind of those situations, that's what we're teaching to defend against. We're teaching lots of different defenses, lots of different kinds of insurance. Yeah. It's not just, okay, you have to choose one kind. That's where your version of Kyokushin I really like because you're not just choosing, okay, we're going to learn how to be really good on the ground. You want to be really good on the ground or on the ground with a gun or standing up with a gun. Or standing up with a knife. Or just standing up fist to fist. Or standing up with a... You know, all of these different scenarios are things you try to cover. Even though that's not technically the traditional form of martial art we do. You want people to be safe either way. You want them to have the best insurance po yeah. uh, policy possible. To cover the most the most scenarios and everything. Like when you're looking for health insurance, you look for the thing that covers the most. It's the same thing when you're looking for safety insurance. If you're going to find someone else to teach you, okay, find someone close to you that teaches, but you've got to figure out if they teach real self-defense and if they cover multiple scenarios or if they just cover one thing. Yeah, I appreciate, um, you know, that you're saying all that because, I mean, really, that that's kind of my goal. Uh, my goal is that I have a love for people and I want people to be safe. And when we are, so when we are doing this, I am trying my best to train with the best, learn from the best and pass on the best knowledge that I can. And I don't stick to as much respect as I have for Masayama being the founder of Kyokushin. I don't look at what he says as gospel truth. 
you know, it's that whole thing of like, awesome, that's what he did. Just like I don't want any of my students to look and go like, oh man, whatever he says is the best. You know, we, we want to try to push and test everything. Masoyama said one must try every day to expand one limits one's limits it's on the shirt right over there because we love that quote and it's not just talking about your physical limits you can equate that to your mental limits as well you're not just going to stick to a limited knowledge you want to expand it and find what works and what because uh, criminals change their tactics so we have to change our approach and change the tool we have like you said we can't just stick to the hammer sometimes we need a wrench yeah when you're looking for training first thing we need to do is like what's your purpose Okay, if you have a purpose of, I only care about the safety insurance aspect, I'm going to look at this and say, this is the reason I'm doing this, this is what I'm looking for, and I don't care about anything else, then make sure that whoever you're with, that's all they're doing. Because, uh, you know, like for us, our quote unquote traditional program uh, probably wouldn't be for that person, even though that is what we do, but we do some other martial arty stuff that is for the art of it. And that's, that's cool. We do some of that. That is not a big portion of what we do in that class. Now, this is why we run these other classes. We run these seminars because we are looking to give people insurance policies on their safety as much as possible. So if that's your only thing, look for people that train only that. If you're looking for some enjoyment if you get into it and go, oh, I kind of enjoy hitting the bag. Oh, I kind of enjoy, you know, doing this. Then that's when you want to, it's okay to like look a little, broaden your spectrum out a little bit. There is not a style out there that will not help you, will not benefit you. In but, way. yeah, in some way. But if you go to, let's use Tai Chi because um, this is fun to pick on. Um, so if I go and I go to a Tai Chi school and I start doing that, if that is all that I do, it's not enough. And I think that's where it basically boils down to. All of them can help you. Um, I love, uh, a lot of different styles of martial arts. Okay. But it's not the art of it sometimes is more or the sport of it sometimes is is just it's great it's a lot of fun but also there's techniques there that would get you killed in a life-threatening situation and that's in every single style <laughs> that will be in every single style so if you want to do it for enjoyment do it for enjoyment awesome we've discussed before love brazilian jiu-jitsu obviously love kyokushin i love kickboxing I enjoy boxing. Um, I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I love MMA. I've done most, well, no, I've done all of those things. But just to think that any one of those things is going to make me 100% safe in every situation, it's, it's false. Mm -hmm. We'll have people come in to our seminars looking for the straight-up safety insurance aspect. They want to know how to defend themselves and that's what they're there for and those are the ones that a lot of times we won't see back yeah but there are also others that come in looking for the safety insurance find that but also find that they're actually 
enjoying what they're doing so they'll come and start some of our other classes as well and they'll fall in love with the art aspect too but they always started with that original goal of I want to be able to defend myself I want to have that safety insurance and I want to be safe and I think those are the ones that a lot of time will go the farthest if they can love the art and the mm -hmm. and the defense you know so if you enjoy martial arts, you can get benefit from anything. But basically, I think we need to think about, okay, what do we need to make sure we're covering? If you are just going for safety insurance, what do you need to make sure you're covering? We need to look at the different ranges of self-defense situation and make sure that whatever training you're getting covers all of those ranges. And whether you get those in multiple different places or whether you're coming in to make sure into one place, if you're going to one spot, when you know, make sure that you've got whatever that one place is covers all the ranges. Um, what are the ranges of a self-defense situation we look at? Firearms. Uh, really, that's the furthest range. That is something you need to train for, both against and with. Um, I think if you're honestly looking for safety insurance, that. I don't, I don't think a firearm has to be a part of that, but I think it probably should. Yeah, because it, it makes it easier to fight against something when you understand how it works and you understand how to use it yourself. Yes, and it also, let's just be honest, we've said it before, the firearm is the best self-defense tool. It's not the right tool for every single situation, but it is the best tool. And, you know... So we're, we start there because it's the furthest away and because it is, as far as tools, as far as I'm carrying tools, it is the best one to deal with. Um, and then you get into other type weapons like a stick, a blade, you know. And when I say stick, we, had, we need to understand something really fast. Whether that's defending against a stick or that's, you know, fighting with the stick, the stick is essentially any blunt force object. Whether that's baseball, a baseball bat, a metal pipe, hammer. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, a stick. You did teach me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, um, so, like, any of those things, that's a stick. Uh, I got a really, really good friend, and he looked at me, and he's like, who the freak carries sticks around with you? Yet, well, I'm sure there's some people that do. Hikers. <laughs> that's true. Old people. Yeah. Yeah, canes. Um, I'm sorry. So. Elderly people. <laughs> So you have, you have those, but then, you know, the stick, if you can do it with a stick, you can strike with any blunt force object. Same when defending. You can, if you can defend against a stick, you can defend against any blunt force object. And that's the way you need to look at the stick. It's not, oh, I have this nice, you know, rattan, oak, whatever stick that I People carry, carry with a me baton. Everywhere with me. You're right. People do. Um, like, so okay. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, people said that to me before. It's not really, not going to hurt my feelings that bad. All right. A knife. I think a knife is a great self-defense tool to have. Um, I carry a knife all the time. Um, I carry a gun sometimes. I carry a knife all the time. Like, there is almost never a situation that I do not have a knife on me and I'm not just talking about just I'm not one of those old-timer pocket knives I'm talking about like an actual self-defense knife um, the the retention ring quick release 
An old timer you have to pull out, fidget with to get it to open. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it wiggles. That is And not, it wiggles and it pulls out. Like, even the really just, good quality ones. Even the really good quality ones. That's not, not a good no. self-defense tool. It is not a self-defense no. tool. It is a knife to open boxes with. Yeah, it is a really nice tool. Like, I know farmers that carry them. Super useful for them, but it's not a self-defense tool. No, no, no. No, so we need to get that out of our head because if you, you're not going to have time to pull, reach down into your pocket, pull out this knife and open it like that. You yeah, I keep one with something. a, um, I have one with a release on the handle so that I can flick it open and mm. be there really quick. That is a self-defense knife because I can actually open it in decent time and I can carry it on my person a whole lot closer to me and not in the very deep pits of my pockets, which I am female, so I don't really have pockets, but. And the pockets that you do have are rather shallow. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that, that is a serious problem that we need to fix, but that's not this podcast. So. That's right. Make sure you're covering firearms. Make sure you're covering some type of blunt force object like a stick. Make sure you're covering knobs. And, and these are with and against everything. Okay? Then we get into punching and kicking. Okay? Striking type range. You have to have decent striking skills. We get into, and I, I don't really like the term trapping, but a lot of people use the term trapping for like stand-up grappling type stuff. Let's just say stand-up grappling because I think I prefer that. Uh, stand-up grappling type skills, you know, controls, you know, I, I think, honestly, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, some of the best stuff out there when it comes to controlling someone upper body-wise and everything else. Um, so there's a lot of that type of stuff in self-defense when you're really, really close in. And then into takedowns and ground defense. And... Then we have to go back and make sure that your firearm, your blunt force stick, uh, your knife will apply across all those ranges as well, even all the way to the ground. In all honesty, for real, a full safety insurance type of policy, I guess we'll say, you need all of that. You do. Now, can you get by on less than that? Absolutely. We're talking about the best thing you can have. That is the best thing. That is the full thing you can have. Well, your safety insurance is also in your mindset, too, so it needs yeah. to cover mindset. So, yeah, I skipped over mindset and awareness, which really that should come before firearms. That should come. That's, that's the very first of the list. I skipped right over it. Yeah. So, first of all, you need to know that you need a safety insurance policy so that you go and look for the best one out there. And then you do your research. <laughs> Then, once you get into the safety insurance policy, you have to understand how it works and you have to recognize when you would be able to use that policy. I think awareness comes into recognizing when that policy will come into play. Noticing something before it happens. Noticing the guy staring at you or the group across the street that watching you walk to your car. You know, stuff like that. Noticing those things. Preparing yourself to cash in on your insurance policy. That needs to be in there too. Yeah, and, I, and I, I did. I skipped right over that, but I do think your, your mindset and your awareness is top of the list. Those those two things top out more than anything. Um, and then your ability to actually go hands-on with anything else after that. You know, can you get by with less training? Yes. Obviously, I would prefer people get as much training as absolutely humanly possible. Because like you don't have to dedicate your life to it, no, but no, no. I mean, you do need to dedicate some of your time to it yeah so that you can actually utilize it yeah unfortunately the only way to ensure anything 
is with time and money. Mm -hmm. Whether that time is working and using your paycheck, because I kind of look at every paycheck as hours of my life. Like every dollar I spend is a certain amount of my time. And that's helped me with, you know, being careful with my spending and being careful with my money. Just the same way that I need to learn to be careful with my time and managing it to where it's actually going to benefit me. I spend time doing this. Or I spend time teaching and everything. It not only gets me a paycheck, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. And I get benefits out of it, like learning more for myself because I'm still a student, even as an instructor. I'm your student, I learn from you. And every single bit I put into my insurance policy is hours of my life. So I wanna make sure that I'm going to get the maximum benefit out of that. And I think that if you're gonna have an insurance policy that's not really gonna cover much, then you're just wasting hours of your life. Again, I think it goes back to you know, if you're going to do, if you're doing Tai Chi because you enjoy, I keep picking on Tai Chi today for some reason. If you're going to do Tai Chi because it's Tai Chi, if you're going to do Tai Chi that's because you enjoy it, that's cool. That that's great. Do it because you enjoy it. I'm using that. That, that could be any martial arts style. Basically, any style is going to have holes. So we have to like Kyokushin with punching to the head. Yes, yes. Like so many Kyokushin schools, they never ever punch to the head. Um, and you might be founded on really tough guy kind of mentality. And and I say this as a Kyokushin instructor, punch to the head. Uh, but you can you can be working on that tough guy mentality, but if you never actually punch any, each other in the head, then you don't know what it's like to get punched in the face. And if you don't know what it's like to get punched in the face, and you get punched in the face, I've seen it. Not in person, but I've watched videos. I've seen videos of guys Kyokushin, they might be fighting with some guys and they get punched in the face. Oh, oh no. And they just basically like fall over. I'm like, what the freak, dude? Come on. They knee and kick each other in the head. But you get punched in the face and you're done? Anyway, that's a sidetrack. Every art has holes. So if you are doing an art because you enjoy it, that's fine. Perfect. Go for it. Just make sure you're filling in those holes if you want real safety insurance. And I don't care what style you do. You can do Krav Maga. I guarantee there's holes there. Okay. Make sure you find out what those holes are and fill those things in. Okay. There is no perfect style. Everybody wants to think they're in the perfect style. They're not. I don't go around uh, passing judgment on, on people's styles or school or anything. I know I did a lot of joking today about Tai Chi, but uh, there are really good Tai Chi instructors out there who do Tai Chi and these other things that actually would make that work. <laughs> Does Tai Chi and applicable stuff? Well, I mean, you know, you can say that about what we do as well. We do kitchen, but we also do like jujitsu, and we also do these other things that make everything work boxing. That fill in the holes. More than likely, no matter where you are and whatever you're doing, there's going to be holes. In our regular classes, there's holes. We fill those in by our seminars. You know, uh, we can't exactly do firearms training in the martial arts class. But guess what? We have a seminar for that. Just make sure you're doing everything you can to kind of give yourself a real, real insurance policy in what you're doing. That's basically my. Because unlike a lot of other insurance policies, you really build your own and you decide what it covers. That is true. I like that. Yeah. So there's no 
loophole with the big company. It's just either you have made an effort to cover this or you have not. So you're the only one skipping out on your insurance policy. I well, I feel like this has been a relatively productive discussion, but I guess that will come through in the editing, and we shall see. But we hope you guys enjoyed it. If we didn't talk too much about coffee or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Or the lovely shirts back here. <laughs> <laughs> that you can find at impactdefensenc.com. Yeah, along with other apparel, like hats. <laughs> and hoodies. <laughs> and bags. And training tools. Just say, you know. Fill in those holes, your insurance policy. <laughs> you know, someone might be less likely to attack you if it says something like impact defense <laughs> on your shirt. So like us on our social media platforms and on YouTube. Don't forget to follow or to, to subscribe. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.